Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics and on this podcast we have honest, wholesome, explicit conversations about sex, pleasure, joy, and connection. Come on over to PleasureMechanics.com where you will find all that we have to offer you, including our complete podcast archive of over 460 episodes, a handy sex index to give you some places to get started with that, and also our free online course. If you have been listening to the podcast and want to go deeper with us, go to PleasureMechanics.com slash free and get enrolled in our free online course so we can be in direct communication and get you started with some of our best resources right away. That's pleasuremechanics.com slash free to get started with our online courses. And on the website, you can also explore all of the online courses we have to offer you for when you are ready to level up your erotic skills, explore something new, or just go on the next adventure in your erotic journey. Your what, Charlotte? Your erotic journey. (laughs) (laughs) I love the word journey. Charlotte uses it all the time and I always make her repeat it because it's one of my favorite words coming out of her mouth. And it really is a journey, right? Like, I just look back on where I was a year ago in my sex life, and I'm kind of amazed at what erotic attention and practice and immersion, for lack of a better word, opens up, like not only in itself, right? Like not only the sexual adventure of it, but the personal what of it? Journey. The personal journey (laughs) of it. Um, and Charlotte is embarking on her erotic journey. Okay, we shouldn't overdo this, but I really do love the idea so much that it is a journey. Like it really, really, really is. And it is, there's always uncharted territory. We have to bring curiosity, adventure, not knowing, mystery, but some sort of direction. I don't know, I'm really going with this. But it's true. It's true. You yeah. like discover things along the way and it might like give you a little side quest. Mm-hmm. And then, but you have to like kind of keep your eye on like, what is the purpose of this and why am I exploring my eroticism? What is there for me? Mm-hmm. Right. And this is why we use this trio of words, pleasure, joy, and connection, because some of it, yes, is all pleasure. Some of it is the joy of self-discovery, of trying new things, of finding out new parts of yourself. What are you capable of? What lights you up? Um, what challenges you? What challenges are you ready to like overcome And what skill sets are ready to be developed, you know, like on a journey, we get like cool tool belts with all sorts of like gear in it, right? Like you need your flashlight and your helmet. (laughs) And it all depends on what journey you're going on, right? And all of our journeys look different, but we can equip ourselves with the skills and the strategies and the tools to make that journey a joyful one, to reduce risks and elevate thrills, Mm. to give us further horizons, right? That's so much of it. That's partly why I love the word. It really names to us that it is an ever-moving experience, that it is not a fixed experience, not a fixed state, but we are always in new terrain and we're going to keep being in new landscapes. And like, that is so exciting and interesting to remember for ourselves and each other. And a journey, it's like the people you meet, 
the things you do, the experiences you have, the stories you tell later, right? A journey is not one dimensional. It's uh, what comes up for you along the way. And that can be like surprising, right? And it's responsive and relational, right? Because you are always responding to what's around um, as it changes. And who are you on that journey with, Mm -hmm. right? Like who are your adventure uh, quest pal? I want to use the word (laughs) pals, but there might not be a sexier word other than buddies, which I also didn't want to use in the moment. Co-conspirators. Right? Like who are your, the people on this adventure with you? And for some of us, we're on a solo quest, Mm. right? And our erotic explorations are very much like an inward journey of self-discovery, of time travel, of going back in our lives to kind of heal parts of ourselves that weren't tended to, um, or to grow into versions of ourselves like that are totally unknown to us yet, Mm. right? Um, You know, anytime we're transitioning or creating big change in our life, like that is a solo quest of erotic nature right like a path of becoming and we can be on that quest alone some of us are on like like quests with another person maybe you're like longtime partner and they have skills and you have skills and they have a backstory and phobias and you have a backstory and phobias um, but together you can conquer like the dungeon full of spiders right because one of you is going to be brave And being on that quest together will like forge you and bring you closer, right? And we all have a sense of this, but when was the last time you got to think about your erotic life as an adventure, as a journey, right? (laughs) And the word journey, and especially how Charlotte says, and like, you know, we've been poly dating for a few years now. Um, and uh, I've been doing much more dating than Charlotte has because she was in a grief and then reawakening season as Mm. we've talked about recently on the the episode about erotic eras. Um, and part of the reason I wanted to do this episode today is because that episode about erotic eras just got so much response. Um, and some of that response was like that fear of like, well, I don't, I know I need to go somewhere, but I don't know where I'm going to go. Right. And so much of when you set out on a journey, like there is the big unknown. Yeah. And there's this sense of like, there's something out there for me. We may even feel called. We may feel like an inner calling of like, you have to find something out, right? Like what is this part of me that wants to be expressed? And sometimes a quest is kind of given to us. Like, Will you learn this thing with me, please, dear? And like, let's go on this adventure. Um, And adventure kind of reaches out its hand and like, do you dare to take it? Um, And so many of us in our erotic lives, like it's become very domesticated. It's become very stagnant. It's become very predictable. Mm -hmm. There is no thrill on the horizon. And the horizon actually looks very... uh, Dull, repetitive what's the opposite of an expansive horizon (laughs) right because like my erotic journey recently you've been using this word what i was saying is like what i love about this word especially in your beautiful mouth my darling (laughs) i think (laughs) is it's so soft and it gives me permission to not know and to be in each stage and just kind of be there like be at the waterfall while you're at the waterfall because the caves are coming. Mm. And then to get through the caves knowing there's going to be a vista on the other side. Mm. Um, and that sense of like, it's all a path. You're here on it. 
and you can like take a lot of agency and have an amazing journey with this thing called our sexuality and it's so enlivening mm-hmm. and it brings us so much perspective right because like we can kind of unfurl that map of possibilities and first of all I'll be like where are we at and then be like where do we want to go mm-hmm. and part of what what we want to do here at pleasure mechanics is really like give you a bigger map first of all kind of expand all of our horizons and kind of bathe the whole thing in like permission and curiosity and wonder and permission to set your own path and to be on an adventure and an adventure includes many sub journeys and each journey can have many little quests and you can just be where you are now with a little bit more curiosity and wonder And if we practice that state of being with our sexuality, everything changes. Mm. And it goes from being this fixed state of like, this is who I am. And it's like, maybe like, not that exciting. It's not that satisfying or like, however you feel about your sexuality now. And we invite you to make it more of a sense of an adventure, a sense of a journey. And we are so grateful to be on that journey with you. Mm So thank you for bringing this word like so much to my heart as Mm. I've been like, because sometimes it's a struggle, like you're in the cave and it's like, I don't know if I'm even going to get out. This hurts. Why am I even here in the first place? What am I doing? And you've been there lovingly the whole time. I just went through some poly breakups, by the way, folks. Mm. Um, So I was in that kind of like cave of like, what the fuck? Like I am hurting. Why? What am I? Why am I out here? Like I could be home and cozy. Like, (laughs) like. You know, and in that moment, I had your love and your perspective telling me, like, just be on the journey, babe. It'll all make sense. You're safe. You've got what you need. Mm. And this word really helped me. And so Mm. I wanted to, like, share this sense with folks about, like, where are we at? Like, what is all behind us? And much more enlivening is the question of, like, where are we going on these journeys of ours? And we're so honored to be part of yours. Yeah, I love when you were talking about that we are here to like bathe the the larger <laughs> map with curiosity and compassion, but also give you skills and strategies to move through the journey so that you're like better equipped. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise it does feel sort of large and overwhelming mm-hmm. and a little scary. And I feel like having people alongside or guides or saying like, try this over here or go this direction. Um always encouraging you to find what feels right for you within you because you are directing your own journey that is so real and like we are one of those voices for you like none of us are alone in this and sometimes it can feel so alone in our sexualities and again like this you know we're just running with it but there are many people on your journey whether it's a solo quest uh, with a co-conspirator, a partner in that adventure, or like a whole group of people going on an adventure, a whole polypod, a whole partnership. Um, but also like there's like the people in the taverns and the people you meet along the way and the strange signs you see and like all the clues along the way matter. And so like, how do we equip ourselves with many voices of wisdom and perspective um, to resource us? Right, that nourish you specifically mm-hmm. with your experience. Um, I loved when you were talking about sometimes you're given quests, but I also think some journeys are pilgrimages, Ooh. right? 
like you have. <laughs> I just got full body goosebumps. Where are we going, baby? Take me there. Well, some of us have things that we want and need to move towards. Like oh. we know in our souls, in our bodies, in our desires, in our curiosities, in our wonderings that we want to head a certain direction yeah. because it will feed our our soul or whatever you mm-hmm. and we've talked about this a little bit in the trust your yes podcast but this is about really trusting the erotic and trusting eros and allowing it to guide us to lead us as a good benevolent force that brings um vitality and yeah healing or however you want to think about it into your life and, and so- for the people who are like so some people are nodding or like yes i understand my quest and i'm ready to take it and other people might be like i want a quest so what are some ways of like hearing that that calling or kind of unrolling the the parchment that might feel kind of blank and being like where do I go from here? I mean, as the pleasure mechanics, I'm going to say that always a good place to orient towards is pleasure, like your specific pleasure. Um, and that will look different in many ways. But like if we're ori- always orienting towards pleasure, that is a place to go mm. and to keep unfurling and exploring and unwinding. And I love that. But if known pleasures are those landmarks on the maps, right? Like then there might also be the paths of curiosity that are kind of like the paths where you've seen something maybe glimmer, but you haven't gone down that trail. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm reminded in the more moment of Lord of the Rings where he's like, if I take one step further, it's as far away from home as I've ever been. Mm. Right. And there's fear at that moment and excitement at that moment. And some of us have those kind of edges of tension where it's like, you know, I've been spanked a little bit during play and I know I like it, but I don't dare ask for a full mm. over the knee spanking. Right. And what is the whole world contained within that over the knee spanking? Because it's never just one thing. Right. These not they're not uni dimensional flat like checklists. Mm. Right. Um, it's like that over the knee spanking means like, yes, sensation, but also a relational dynamic. It means a certain level of emotional vulnerability. It means a certain level of like being able to release and let go. It means a certain level of being like seen for who you are. Right. And so when we start kind of unfurling these desires, it's like, whoa, there is a whole journey to get to the point where I am over that lover's knee like in a full yes to receiving this pleasure that I've always wanted to mm. experience. Mm. Um, so the paths of curiosity, the paths of like going to your known pleasures and exploring further and seeing what's there. An erotic journey can also be like, uh, a t- as I said, time travel, right? Mm. Like what are the parts of you that need tending and things that you regret not doing or opportunities missed or peak experiences that oh if I had only done a little bit more of that back then right like the erotic allows us this opportunity to time travel and when I say that like there's a whole world in there but I also mean like we don't have to think about time as this like linear thing that marches forward towards our inevitable erotic doom Jeez. I know. In fact, in the research, when um, Dr. Peggy Kleinplatz and her team researched magnificent sex, you know, one of the things, one of the patterns that emerged is many of us have more and more magnificent sex as we get older. 
I love that fact so much. And your 60s, your 70s, your 80s might be your glory years where you know who you are, you know what you want, you have more time and space and even energy to explore it. And often body confidence and body comfort. Yeah. And relational skills. Your best adventures might be ahead of you. Let's just integrate that for a minute. I feel like that is so (laughs) counter to what our culture tells us about sex and bodies and aging. And that is just such a beautiful research-based fact (laughs) that I just want us all to just soak in and Mm. share with other people. Because that is powerful in terms of reimagining our future. And again, like lighting up that horizon for yourself. Like what if you're if it was fact that your best sex is yet to come. Mm. What does that look like? What does it feel like? And we are actually like right now in development of beautiful, amazing, if I say so myself, (laughs) new courses for you all about like this exact process Mm -hmm. of figuring out like not only where you are, who you are, what kind of erotic being you are, but what you want to experience. Because so much of what we hear from you all when we do those episodes like trust your yes and micro kink um some of the responses that have been coming in recently are just so vulnerable of like you know i know i want to go on a journey but where to and what happens like if i don't like it there like what happens mm. if i set out and i get lost and we are here for that too mm-hmm. right and there's always a home you can come back to I want to take a break and thank our sponsors for this episode. Before we continue on with this conversation about like your erotic journey and how to kind of set sail on it, like you are feeling that readiness to experience something new, to move into a new erotic era in your life, to explore a new skill set, right? And like equip yourself with more skills for more pleasure in your life. Like, where do you begin? Mm hmm. But first, I want to thank our two sponsors for this episode, Dipsy and Green Chef. Big thanks to GreenChef.com for sponsoring this podcast. We have been so enjoying feasting on the meals that Green Chef delivers straight to our door. And when I say feasting, that's one of the things I love about Green Chef meals is that they are generous. They're generous with their portions. They're generous with their vegetables. They're generous with their sauces. And so you end up with this very beautiful, generous meal, often with leftovers, even for hungry babes like us. And you get delicious home-cooked meals that are tailored to your preferences. At greenchef.com slash pleasure50, you can save 50% off and get free shipping on the number one meal kit for eating well. And that means eating well for you, whether you are paleo, vegan, keto, gluten-free, or some wild combination of above like us, You can get meal kits customized to your preferences, needs, and desires, like all of your nourishing pleasures should be. Go to greenchef.com slash pleasure50 and use the code pleasure50, that's pleasure50, and get 50% off and free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash pleasure50 for delicious wholesome, nourishing, saucy meals delivered right to your door for 50% off with free shipping with the code PLEASURE50 at greenchef.com slash PLEASURE50. 
You will find this link in the show notes and at pleasuremechanics.com slash toolbox. And one powerful tool for expanding your horizons and discovering where you might want to journey to next is the incredible audio erotica library at dipsystories.com. Dipsy is an incredible resource full of incredibly sexy stories narrated by beautiful, rich voices that come at you with like the hunger of a lover and incredibly emotionally narrated stories that can sweep you away into like a whole world, you know, and storytelling is one of the most powerful ways we humans have to discover what is possible. And so why not bring this into your sex life? Why not immerse yourself in different stories and see what you respond to, see what lights you up. You can also relax into sultry soundscapes or drift off to sleep with something quiet and chill to calm your nervous system and help you relax into a sexy, sweet slumber. Go to dipsystories.com pleasure for a 30-day free trial of everything that Dipsy has to offer. Try this tool out for 30 days and you'll know if it can be as good of a resource for you as it has been for us for years. That's dipsystories.com slash pleasure, D-I-P-S-E-A, dipsystories.com slash pleasure for a full 30-day free trial. You will find this link in the show notes and at pleasuremechanics.com slash toolbox. We are committed to finding the best pleasure tools and resources to help you to equip you on your journey, right? Uh, We say no to more sponsors than we say yes to, because we only want you to have the best resources and the most reliable tools in your tool belt right? And that is part of going on a journey is knowing what to bring, knowing what to pack, knowing how to dress, right? Because you don't go for a desert journey wearing your snowsuit, right? (laughs) (laughs) And if you're going to like, look at the penguins, you know, I don't wear the penguins. (laughs) Um, But like, my point there is like, you kind of need to know where you're going to know what you need for the journey. And Sometimes people write to us and they're like, I am bored, I'm longing, but like, I have no idea where to begin. And so I really want to introduce this idea of like, um, yes, the horizons are expansive. Yes, the erotic possibility is limitless. And I was actually talking to a lover about this the other day, like, how do we give ourselves permission and know in our bones that so much more is possible And kind of accept where we are right now. Mm -hmm. Like that deep acceptance, that looking around being like, all right, I have a piece of string and a stick and an apple and an hour. Like what adventure can I take with that? (laughs) I don't know if I'm overextending this metaphor. I have been known to do it. But like it's really useful. Like that is not a dragon 
slaying quest. Yeah. That's like, I'm right. going to wander around my yard and try to get up to something mischievous and fun. And that's such an important point about looking at your context and your resources, your internal resources. Because yes. sometimes, you know, having come out of a depleted section of my life, I was not going to go for the most expensive, incredible, kinky experiences. Like, that's just not where I was at. Yeah. And that doesn't make sense. Like, that's not a match. Right. <laughs> but like, what works in that context? Wait, wait, wait. This is really important because I like when we talk about opening up and I say, oh, I've been doing much more dating, like it was a complete mismatch. You were in hospice with your mother mm. and I was starting to date and flirt and crush out on other people totally on opposite sides of the country. Yeah. And we had to acknowledge what different seasons we were in and thus what different parts of our journey we were at and mm -hmm. choose to stay connected. Yeah. And choose to resource one another. And truth tell. Right. But um, acknowledge and identify that we were on separate journeys right then. And right. then to constantly be meeting back at home base. Yeah. Right. And like these journeys, these quests, like what is the home you come home to? And yes, like I'm talking about our physical home and our relationship as a home. But for me, like the home is actually yourself. Mm-hmm. And this is also part of what I've learned about journeys is like, if you're not coming back to yourself to that, like grounded, centered, um, like self understanding of like, what is your home base, because otherwise, you're just wandering, and it's not a journey at all. Or Ooh. you're like, you know, being pulled on to other people's quests. That's so real. Wait, let's just take a minute with that. Because sometimes we can just be responsive to other people who have strong journeys they want to go on. Yeah. That's and so And you're intense. like a sidekick in someone else's story. Yeah, totally. Right? Like, where is your agency? What is your story? What is your purpose? Um, what is your, right? The agency part is so important. And that's part of the tools that we are now developing for you all in response to this question of like, I don't even quite know who I am as a sexual being, let alone what my wildest dreams are. Mm -hmm. And I feel a lot of pressure when I have to think about going to like the slay the dragon, get the magic healing crystal from the cave kind of quest, because like I can't even find an apple in my pantry, <laughs> but it's real, you yeah. know? And like for so many of us, we are like so stagnant. It almost feels stuck. And the idea of a journey from there can be really overwhelming. And so part of this sense of like adventure and resourcing yourself and like being willing to have expansive horizons is so much about coming home and making sense of where we are right now. Like the journey starts here is I guess where I want to end this episode, this idea that like wherever you're going and we've talked a little bit about that and like that's a, yeah, an ongoing conversation as is everything here at Pleasure Mechanics. <laughs> Um, but like wherever you're going, the journey starts here. And so where to be, how to be realistic about where that is and right along with that sense of like my desires, my pleasures, uh, my curiosities, um, what is pulling me, what pilgrimage, I love the idea of erotic pilgrimages, like Our pleasure pilgrimages, <laughs> throwing a little alliter alliteration <laughs> at me, baby. <laughs> Um, right. Like what might your pleasure pilgrimages be? What might your time travels be in terms of like going back to your past and tending to any, you know, wounds, resentments, things you missed out on. We talked about that going into your future and really painting the picture for yourself of who you are becoming and what experiences you want to live into. Um, but then also just that sense of playfulness, experimentation, 
and like willingness to be on the journey of like the everyday mundane. And just also the savoring and being in the the moment because you know it's going to change that whole piece. The right, like the savoring of what is happening right now. The, the good... journey is not about the destination, but about the path. Kind of like that's where we're at. <laughs> like something like that. Yes. Right. Because even like the most mundane days, like that adds up to the arc of your life. And so like this is something you do so beautifully is like you savor the daily pleasures along the way. Mm. Right. And then you're willing to kind of like go on the next step. Like I have watched part of your grief journey for the past two years. And now like I just used to be sat down to podcast and I could barely talk because you look so vibrant and sexy and beautiful and just like alive (laughs) in your skin. Right. And like you've mm-hmm. been on this journey of self resourcing. Yeah. Um, so maybe I want to kind of end on that kind of like, right. So for people who are feeling stuck, feeling stagnant, maybe have gone through grief, we're all post kind of like lockdown midst pandemic years that feel never ending. Things feel upside down, sometimes politically, like mm. how do we start like, these pleasure pathways, right? Like it all sounds so lofty. Right, but we can look at it in a granular way. Like we're talking about these big goals, but how do you get there? Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're on your own or you're in a partnership, mm-hmm. I really feel like it is about getting in micro erotic relationship with yourself and your day and your context in a way that makes sense for you. Say more about that phrase you used. If you know, if we're orienting towards pleasure, then right, like you kind of sped right by mm. that. What does that mean to you? It means if we want to have a life that is filled with pleasures and experiencing pleasure in a really expansive way and in a really practical, physical way in our bodies, in our sex life, then we want and need to make time for it. We want to invest in it as an experience we want to deepen in. We want to find what we like. We want to find what we're curious about we want to find what we enjoy and we want to keep adding and layering those into our life more and more so that it becomes just a way of being and a way of life yeah I get it but you know two years ago you were really stuck in the mud yeah and so what I'm trying to you know you're speaking from your vibrancy again and I really want for you to share with our folks like what are those tools of orienting towards pleasure? Okay. So practically, yes. like when I was at my worst, right. So for me, that looked like going and taking time on my own for an hour in nature, in a coffee shop, just to have quiet and be with myself. Because the stage of self-connection that I was at was I just need some quiet and some solo time and some spaciousness to like rest. And so for me, my erotic reconnection started with rest and nourishment and moving my body gently and being in nature and things that were just deeply resourcing. Taking walks, talking to friends on the phone, right? Like taking a walk somewhere you like, you feel safe and you call someone from your past. From like other parts of my life that feel like deep long-term friendships. And I was just like really starting at the basics and like rebuilding mm-hmm. my sense of connection to myself as an autonomous being mm-hmm. um, outside of being a mother, a daughter and a partner. I was like, OK, now mm-hmm. that I get to focus on me again. And so it was a slow and steady and gradual process of building a foundation of connection to self, my friendship, community, nature 
And only after doing that for a couple of years, or like a year, I guess, year and a half, was I starting to be interested in adding and layering more levels of pleasure and, and eroticism on mm -hmm. top of that. Like then it was an authentic desire instead of a forced one from outside. And still because that I didn't next need step to... was like nightclubs with friends and Dancing. dinners out with friends yeah. and you joined the gym, right? So your yeah. solo time went, got a little more intense and you added yeah. a little more vigor. Yeah. But that was only after that restorative phase. Totally. Totally. Right. And now after a whole phase of that kind of vigor, you're starting to be like itchy for arousal, excitement, thrill, intense weightlifting you know right. all of like more intense body stuff and like more intense friendships even yeah. right and so we can kind of see how like you started titrating your pleasures yeah. you stepped into what you knew resourced you um you had some outside like voices kind of giving you permission right i was like charlotte you used to really like going to the gym what if you Good. you're like i should join the gym it was like <laughs> all you needed was like a fill in the blank right <laughs> And that's so much what we try to do on the show is like paint this picture of possibility and permission for you all, but you have to fill in the blanks because Charlotte's talking about her walks in nature. Like for someone else, this would be, you know, a new roller skating rink opened in town. Yeah. I used to love it as kids. Like we met this dad the other day, a dad from our school and an old roller skating rink opened in town. And so folks have been going and some of the kids like it, but this dad was so lit up and his wife was like, he never used to dance, but on the roller skating rink with four moves. wheels on his feet, he's got the moves. Right. <laughs> and really I could cute. see like the joy between them, them yeah. sparking because he had found this thing that he used to love and he put on roller skates again. Right. And so what are those things for you? We talk about the pleasure constellations of each of us, because um, part of this idea is that, yes, orient towards pleasures, but your specific pleasures and specifically the combination of what lights you up is part of what makes you you mm. Mm. like. And we love you, this mm. unique, precious, specific being of you. And only you can nourish that and then offer that back to the rest of us, right? And so if each of us really go on our own erotic journey and keep seeing each of these little side quests through, like learn your lessons, go into the caves of breakups, come back the other side, still choose to love, like still choose to, you know, we often talk like, I feel like eroticism and sex and love and connection and pleasure and passion and orgasm, right? Like there is a sacred flame nature to this energy mm. and it is up to each of us to kind of guard and protect our flame Whew. and then light other people's candles, throw our flames into the collective bonfires, you know, take our flames into the dark caves of trauma and shame and hurt and pain that we all carry and help one another, like, see what's there. Because mm. in, you know, in those caves, I have learned so much about myself. I have healed so much um, hurt that I didn't even know I was carrying. And you kind of like bring that flame of yourself into these places and you like see what is there. And on the walls are like amazing stalactites and crystal formations and <laughs> beasts with fangs and claws ready to roll around. Um, you know, like there's so much out there. Like the world is so rich. 
there's so much pleasure and joy, connection awaiting all of us, no whether that be friendships, yeah. rekindling old flames, uh, coming back into old hobbies. Like, how can you go on your next erotic journey and light up your horizons a little bit and yeah. then come back home and then do it again? And we're all doing it together. And we're here for you every step of the way. Charlotte, bring us home. It's Charlotte's self-compassion moment. (laughs) (laughs) We need like little jingle for this. Well, more I was thinking that it is just if we like you matter and your pleasure matters. And when you allow yourself time to explore and discover and give yourself the gift of moments or arcs of pleasure, you get resourced and then you really truly can offer more to the people around you. And it's true. It's such a helpful framing, I think, that like (laughs) when you nourish yourself, you are nourishing your world and your community and the people around you. So wherever you're at, whatever you need right now, like allow yourself to have it as you look towards the greater horizons of what is possible in your pleasure, in your erotic life, Mm -hmm. while also being gentle and compassionate Mm -hmm. with yourself where you are now. Mm -hmm. And like, what do you need right now that Mm -hmm. would support your pleasure journey, Mm -hmm. your pleasure pilgrimage? It could be as simple as lying on the floor and letting yourself rest. Mm. That was another thing I did a bunch for <laughs> at the beginning. There was like, and it felt so good and nourishing because just to be held by the earth. Anyway, it's a good practice for deep rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so no matter where you are, it all counts. It all matters um, as you pay attention to and listen to what your body wants and needs. And remember, you are never alone. Mm-hmm. We are here with you on your erotic journey on your journey baby (laughs) um and yeah you don't have to have it all figured out you don't have to know where you're going um and you get to enjoy every step of the way and even in the moments of struggle and despair we are here with you and the horizons right on the other side of that twisty path in Mm. front of you right yeah and we have been there too and we're on our journeys totally and we're doing it together and that's why you know pleasure mechanics yes it's charlotte and i and we start every show saying i'm chris i'm charlotte we are the pleasure (laughs) mechanics but the pleasure mechanics is also all of you all listening to the podcast participating in our online courses we are over fifteen thousand members strong in the online courses doing the practices, learning the strategies, playing with the massage techniques, reporting back to us what works, the wins, the surprises, the struggles, the aha moments, right? And this is what has created this collective map of erotic possibility, right? We are all lighting it up for one another. And we are so honored to be resourcing you along your erotic journey. And that is what our courses are intended to do, to give you the skills, the strategies, the tools to navigate all of the pleasures and the pitfalls of exploring these wonderful, complex sexualities of ours. Yes, you can find it all at pleasuremechanics.com. You'll find the online courses, get started with us and see what's ahead for you. And we are so honored to be here with you. We will see you next time with another episode of Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. 
I am Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. Cheers. <laughs>